Welcome to the Force Cancer Charity Podcast, your window into the world of Devon's very own local cancer support charity. I'm Emma Ellis, one of the oncology support specialists here at Force. And I'm Alex Mosley. I am the Force Support Services Manager. I thought it was really interesting something you said yesterday about when you listened to the podcast that was played last year the differences that there was between that one and and what we were thinking about now. Yeah. What was it in particular that stood out for you? I think um, listening to the one from last year, it was very much about COVID and we were coming out of, we were coming out of a long period of COVID, but also there was uncertainty around what was going to happen next. A new virus, a new variant of the virus had suddenly appeared and it was uncertain what that would mean even for um, vaccinations, uh, but also how it would affect people, and that even if there might be another lockdown, there's that kind of edge of uncertainty. So I was left, when I was listening to that, I was very much struck by how different a position we are in, in a way, and yet what a stressful, difficult, challenging year, globally, nationally, it seems to have been on top of two years of pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're left with the kind of the aftermath of the pandemic and all the impact it, it has on the on services and on each of us. Um, and then we've got things like U- the Ukraine war and the impact of the Ukraine war um, and the cost of living crisis. And I think you can feel that, can't you? You know, inside of a cancer diagnosis, but outside generally, um, that there is different stresses going on. So when you think about people that we're supporting in here, and you think about it in the context of this podcast now, is there's the layers of stuff that's going on, isn't there? And I know I feel that myself, so I can't imagine how that that must be when you've got an added layer of a diagnosis of cancer or somebody that you love um, that has a a diagnosis as well. It's it's another stressful situation, isn't it? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, kind of not just a a short-term... you know, not just a short-term issue, but kind of one that, you know, you have to kind of affect you long-term in whatever way, emotionally, physically, financially, you know, on all these different levels, it can affect you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, we've got Christmas coming up and the stresses of Christmas as well, um, and the impact of this time of year, as well as do we turn the heating on? You know, for some people, um, incredibly st- stressful decisions that they might have to make around kind of looking after themselves or looking after their families. And if you're, um, if you're ill or if you're having treatment or if you're looking after somebody as well, I'm just aware of what a, st- what a stressful situation that is to have to make some of those decisions as well about how you spend your money. Um, have you got enough to heat? Have you got enough to eat? Um, just so complex. It is complex. And I think as well, it's, it's recognising that there's so, there's, we can hear that and we can support people in terms of how they might manage that and actually the effect that that has on on them um we might be able to signpost people to where they might get extra support if it's not us so we can be quite helpful in that in that um context but also just thinking about actually how can we best offer suggestions of, of how people might cope when there's those those uh, threads of lots of things potentially vibrating isn't there um, what were you thinking of in terms of... Well, I, I think I was really struck by um, thinking about this before the podcast. I was 
um, thinking about what might be helpful. And of course, um, you know, I work, as you know, I work as a psychotherapist as well as a manager here. Mm. So, um, I, you know, what I know, and for myself too, is that not one thing will work for everybody. And we're all very individual, very different. Uh, and the way that we set up our emotional systems, if you like, our nervous systems, they will react according to different things. So I think it's, for me, I was really sh thinking about, it's about finding the right few tools that you can use. The ones that you might be able to depend on. Um, the ones that are easy and simple to use, you know, that don't demand too much or don't demand that you have to remember eight steps, you know, to, yeah. to relaxation. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, have you found that, that kind of it's, it's an individual? Absolutely, definitely. And I think as well, it's something about being individual and actually about having a, um, a couple of things that maybe work that you know work. Yeah. Uh, but they might work at different times mm -hmm. so it's not like a one size fits all either is it it's um depending on how you're feeling what it is that might be affecting you at that time it might be a different go-to thing so it might be something that's based indoors outdoors with without people something that you do on your own something where you can write I think again it's there's there's different mediums of, of how you might do it yeah. Um, but I, I think as well for me sometimes it's about actually sitting down because it, it can be quite frenetic frenetic there's vibrations and when there's lots of stress going on and you can get caught up in that and then by getting caught up in that it's very hard to um, reach out for the things that help so sometimes I have to remind myself to just take myself somewhere quietly and really think about what what it is what's happening why am I feeling the way I am and and prioritizing actually what do I need to do for myself that I can help myself whilst also knowing that the impact of whatever might be going on is affecting people around me as well so I think it's about looking for the things that I can do for me whilst also knowing what I might need to do might affect others um, so I think finding space to initially work out just listening to yourself and thinking what is it that's going on what are the bits that are affecting me and upsetting me potentially um or taking too much of my um mind time um and where i might scoot some of it out mm. um i guess and you know i think that's that can be sometimes it can be really difficult to do that can't it mm. you know because you're, it might be that there's so much going on um, that you that's where I think you know the oncology support uh, service that we offer here the counseling that we offer here uh, for us can really help to it's just for people to have space because you know it's time that is set aside you have an appointment that's 50 minutes long potentially and it's time for you and you do then get a chance to focus on you mm -hmm. um, which for some people is really difficult and really challenging um, and so yes yeah, or, or sometimes a good friend you know someone who knows you well who might just um, you know might just help you uh, kind of uh, work through what you actually need because sometimes it's really difficult to know what you need. It is, and I think when we were saying about time, it might be too busy. Um, you know, like accessing the services here, I, I tend to say to people actually think of it as part of your treatment. Mm. So in the same way you would turn up to a hospital appointment, and you know you wouldn't want to miss that. This has got you know the same value, but in a different way. So it can a help you with what you might need to be thinking about at the hospital, but outside of, as well, you're you're more than your diagnosis of cancer or your loved one is more than that. 
Um, so it, it can just help you, yeah, see it is, it's a part of what comes with what's happening right now and, and, it, and it will benefit you. And I think that's the bit we do know, that if you can take that time aside to think about yourself, which can feel, you know, some people say, I can't think about me. Actually, it's really key, isn't it? Um, the ripple effects that that can have on not just yourself, but those around you, there is a real benefit to taking that time out. Yeah, I love that actually. I, I love the idea of, of considering it as, is part of your treatment, if you like. You know, it's an absolute essential. It's, 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 um, it's the, not just the physical we're talking about here, but also the emotional mm -hmm. as well. And maybe even the spiritual and, and the financial and you know, all those yeah. different layers really that, yeah. we talk, that we can talk about. And I think there's something about um, as well as the patient getting that support, the people going alongside, if each know that the other is getting support, sometimes that can help take yeah. out some of that difficult energy because you're not A, relying on each other or protecting each other. You know you can take it somewhere and each other has that space. Yeah. Um, and over time you can notice the benefits um, of having that, yeah. that, as you say, that segmented time to just come and empty your cup. I think of it, it's like coming in and just saying, blur, yeah. um, and hear somebody else hearing that. Yeah, and it's okay to do that. I think many of us have grown up, uh, maybe in family situations or maybe even in, in cultural uh, spaces where it's not okay to talk about yourself or it's not okay to think about your own needs. It's not okay to be sad or upset. Like you, you know, there might be pressure to kind of put a face on. Mm -hmm. um, so I think... Uh, it was one of the lovely things, you know, since I've been here at Force is about recognising there is a space here for, for you know, in terms of our counselling provision and also maybe encountering any of the services. You can be yourself. You don't have to be somebody else. Mm -hmm. You don't have to, to put on a face that, oh, everything's fine. Oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm struggling, but um, I'm going to be fine. You know, if, if that's true, that's great. But you don't have to put that on. You can be yourself here. That's one of the things that I hear Jerry say um, frequently is actually we invite you to come in and to take the mask off. Yes. So we, we all do it. It's a part of, you know, you have to put on different different masks sometimes for different um, areas in life. But here you cannot put on the I'm okay or you can actually take it off and say this is how it really is. And it's only for a period of time. Mm -hmm. You can put it back on as you leave the room because you need to present yourself in a particular way maybe. Um, outside of those sessions and I think what's really valuable about those sessions or it's not just the counselling sessions I think many of the team members here in the different um, roles whether it's the nurses the physios they can give you um, support and ideas about how you support yourself outside of here what are the things that you can do um, that we know do help yeah. so it's just like when we were sat down ready to record this podcast seeing the tree outside with the sun shining through for me I felt my shoulders drop because I was like oh <laughs> it's a simple little thing that I know works for me just being able to see a tree and just breathing out is something that can take a couple of seconds yeah. but there are things that maybe need more um, structural planning um, but it's noticing what works for you isn't it it is it is. Yeah, I was um, sat in the staff restaurant not that long ago and I noticed that I was a bit tense, you know, like my shoulders were up and 
feeling a bit, oh, it could be too much coffee, of course, but uh, it might not be. Um, so for me, uh, you know, one of the places that I go to, it's, um, it's kind of like stroking. It's a simple kind of physical touch for myself, really, which is, um, you know, I might uh, get my hand and actually um, put, so in the canteen, I was just stroking my hand, like slowly, rhythmically, and it was, it really, just started to calm me down you know I could really feel I know some people do it right from the top of their shoulders all the way down slowly but with some pressure and then all the way to the tips of the fingers and then doing that um, until you start to feel kind of like oh something's changing inside me and my my rhythm is slowing down if you like I'm feeling a bit more soothed a bit calmer so I know that physical touch and I think that's that can be really difficult at this time of year too. When you think about hugging, you think about having somebody else around. Not all of us have somebody else in our lives who we might be able to get that from. Mm. Um, some of us do, but we might not be able to ask for it or it might not be seen that we, that we need that. So I think finding ways where you can maybe get something. Uh, some people put their hand on their heart and they just breathe with their hand on their heart. And it's just like, I know for me that works. It's just like, oh. It's just like, it's a really comforting mm. weight and warmth over the heart that can feel a bit like a hug. Yeah. Do you find that? You, yeah, it's, it's funny. It's not, it doesn't tend to be my heart. I tend to be, I hold my um, abdomen area mm. and just feel it moving up and down yeah. with the yeah. breath. Because um, I'm conscious that my breath quickens and gets very shallow. Um, and I quite often hold my breath and I, I know then I'm thinking right what am I holding on to what's not okay and then um, just by putting my hand on my stomach and feeling the breath go up and down yes. um, I can it just slows it down and I, I'm conscious of feeling it slowing down and I think there's something about bringing the attention down the body so it, you're bringing it downwards you know you're dropping mm you know quite often when we've got stuff going on everything heightens doesn't it so I think it's a way of me bringing it further down um, but I, you know I was thinking in the context of Christmas and how that that extra lay, level of um, anticipation expectation of what of what we might the needs shoulds and musts of Christmas might feel very different for some people this time of year um, with a diagnosis and um, it's I guess it's thinking about does it can it be different can you actually physically achieve the things that you may be used to because I think there's a short period of time where I hear lots of people say you cram in meeting lots of people food and drink mm. it's all that social aspect of it happens um, within this window and if you know particularly your your um, struggling with treatment surgery side effects and for what we do know even coming out of the other side of treatment you can still be living um with long-term effects afterwards it's about how you pace it and prioritize i think this time of year isn't it um and i think as well we know food and drink and socializing is such a big part of it how you might think about doing that differently yeah there's something in what you're saying for me about coming back to your needs again yeah. like you know that your needs this Christmas might be very different to previous years mm. um, I, I almost I kind of think sometimes we need to give ourselves permission to go it's okay to identify what I need mm -hmm. you know um, so it might be that you need a quiet 
quite a Christmas um, than maybe you would have had previously. There might be difficulties with that if you've got a family or if you've got obligations, but it's about, you know, you might be about taking those, the kind of the principle of the need and then just getting little bits of it where you can, you know, the little bits of quiet, like you said before, the little moments of, of space. You, we talk often, don't we, about managing energy. So you said about pacing. And there's something again about recognizing, just checking in with what my energy level is right now. December, you know, it's winter. The, you know, the light is low. Mm. Um, it, so we recognize there's a kind of a natural rhythm there too, that this time of year often, I think many of us feel like we want to hibernate yeah. or we want to reduce <laughs> our activity, sleep under the desk, you know, those kind of things. But um, so there's something about recognizing actually at this time of year, there's that activity which is, can be really intense for, with Christmas or any holiday celebration. But actually we might not have the energy levels to, to, to meet the expectations that other people have of us, or even we have of ourselves. They're just recognizing there's a natural slowing down, there's lights kind of, uh, our energy levels might be lower. Um, what, how can we work with that? I think it's a good question sometimes. How can I work with that right now? in a way that works with the rest of my life, with my obligations, with my responsibilities, but just, okay, if I was just going to make a couple of small changes, what might they be? And I think as well, there's something about your expectation, others' expectation, and what you imagine they might be expecting as well. So there's something about how, and it can be difficult um, to communicate sometimes when you want things to be different. And I think especially if there's a, um, a role that you play generally in the family during holiday times, you might be the one that is the organiser, the one that gets everything going and um, is involved in a lot of the preparation. And if you haven't really haven't got that energy um, to feel like you can do it this year, it's, it's trying to say, look, this year might need to be different. Mm -hmm. doesn't mean to say it's going to be like that going ahead, but equally it might give you an opportunity to set up some different traditions going forward. Yeah. Um, but there's something about asking for help, which is not always <laughs> an easy thing to do. Mm. I think asking for help sometimes can be seen as um, giving in or, no, I don't do that, I'm the helper. I'm not the one that asks for help. Yeah. Um, so it's really sitting and, and thinking about what does feel achievable and who do I feel I can ask and what can I ask? What do I know I want to do? What's the most important part of this that I still want to have? But what could I ask for help for help with? Or say we're not going to be doing it. Yeah. Let's not do it this year. But it doesn't mean to say you can't do it another time. It can be um, a, a real struggle, I think, to acknowledge when if you're struggling. I know, I, certainly speaking for myself, I've uh, you know I've struggled in the past with saying this is really hard for me at the moment. I'm really struggling. Um, and it's something that I might choose, I might, there's certain people in my life who I could say that to now and would, but that hasn't always been the case. So I think I found the, it was something, it's maybe something about finding the right person or the right forum, whether it's, you know, um, a helpline, for example, you know, or um, like Macmillan's helpline or the Samaritans, for example, or yeah. people that you can talk to and just uh, who are listening and just say, actually, I'm struggling. And I, I, when I've said that before, I found actually it's been like a, a weight has dropped, like I've been able to acknowledge it. Um, I found that really important. Um, and I think that this time of year it can bring up quite a lot of sadness as well, you know, because maybe of uh, it might be to do with Christmases we've had before, the change 
in our lives, depending on what we're going through, um, people who aren't here anymore. Um, so I think there's something about acknowledging that it's not just the, the bright Christmas that you see in the films and the TV movies, that there's another side to it too, and there's often a sadness and a wistfulness and a, um, a mourning maybe. So um, I think that's that's something that I, and actually makes me think about the working with the vagal nerve. I think I've spoken to you before yeah, yeah. about working with the vagal nerve. So the vagal nerve is part of what's called a parasympathetic part of our nervous system. So that's the part of our nervous system that helps us to recover um, and to rest. So it's the part, if you like, it's uh, um, that helps us to digest, if you like, yeah. what, what's going on to relate to that. So it's the part that when we're engaged with it and when we can activate it, it can really help us to access uh, you know, that kind of calming and soothing. Um, and so what, one of the things I've been looking at this year is working with the vagus nerve. And uh, a few things which stood out for me about how you can um, experiment with a few things to see if, if they work on calming down. So one of them is, and it sounds crazy, but one of them is gargling water for 30 seconds just before you go to bed uh, and when you get up in the morning. And um, when I heard about that, that that could work on the nervous system and have a calming and soothing effect. I was like, really? That sounds crazy. <laughs> sounds strange. But I tried it and actually I did notice that something within me started to, oh, started to drop at some point. You know, some kind of the stress started to drop. Um, so it's, I think it's, you know, that stood out for me. Um, uh, and also things like humming and, and singing. You know, those activate parts of the, uh, the vagal nerve and the, the parasympathetic nervous system. So if we like the idea of that, I think it's really worth experimenting with that, you know, to see what it's like to hum, uh, to see what it's like to sing, what, what you choose to sing, but almost just to give it a go and to see, um, see if that does have actually an impact on you. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I know with humming myself, I find myself doing that. And I think sometimes mm -hmm. the body naturally does it and you're not always aware of why, you, why you're doing something but the thing I've learned from working here is I, I'm always struck by how often it's the simplest things that as well might sound a bit really yeah. that work mm -hmm. it, it doesn't take always a lot of effort or time for, for the for the um, particularly when you're talking about the parasympathetic system for it to yeah. be able to do what it needs to, to settle yeah. um, so I'm, I'm going to definitely try the gargling yeah. um, and happy for anyone to ask me how it's gone. <laughs> but I do, I really, really would promote the simple techniques. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, we might not always understand it, but I think we can um, notice the difference and that's the bit sometimes of it's enough to know it helps. That's right. Yeah. So if you feel the difference, mm. then that's enough, isn't it? Yeah. What, and what do you do in terms of relaxation, kind of calming, kind of what's your go-to methods? So I, I, I think I was saying before that there's something about what I can do that's inside, outside, on my own, with others, costs money, doesn't cost money. And I think it's really key to think about um, the, the, ver the variety of things that you can do. Also, sometimes I've, I've realised I'm doing things and I haven't really thought that it has that benefit to me. Mm. Um, I've, I'm into Lego, which is quite a big thing, um, and it does tend to come out this time of year. So I have noticed that it's not a summer, um, something I go to, it's this time of year. Uh, it's a distraction, 
it takes my mind off of things I'm sitting I'm just focusing on that um, and there's something pleasurable about doing something and seeing the the work afterwards and it's a bit like when I cut the grass I love the smell of the grass as you're cutting it but there's also something satisfying I keep going upstairs to look at how neat my garden looks so it's noticing why things bring you pleasure so I think you know with gardening there's something about the physical activity there's the touch the smells that comes with it for me and then the satisfaction of seeing that I've accomplished something um, uh, I like knitting again that's a bit similar to the doing distraction something that I very rarely knit something to myself it ends up going to somebody else um, I need to work on knitting myself a few more things I think um, puzzles and there's something about nature for me mm. so weather permitting I do like to be outside and I can physically feel the difference in my my body and my mind if I'm able to go out for a walk whether it's in the woods uh, I like sitting down um, on a beach where there's pebbles so that you can feel the vibrations of the sea there's something about that that's um, yeah I just thinking about it I can think about that and it, I can get the sense of it makes me smile it makes me feel makes my heart sing um, there's something as well about when I want to be on my own but also when I want to do you know something with other people so meeting a friend and I think the key thing um, that's for me important about my friendships is being able to have fun be silly do the things that you perhaps wouldn't do with other people but also use a bit of the time where I can just pull my heart out and trust that I can say um, what I need to say, be honest about maybe what's going on, about how I might be thinking, feeling about situations. And they don't necessarily suggest anything, but they've just heard me and I've been able to empty it out. Um, and I know it stays with them. Um, and I think that's really key. If you've got someone that you can trust, that you can just say how it really is, they might notice a few things and I think as well I appreciate the honesty of a couple of my friends that if they see it and I'm not quite seeing it right they will tell me so I, I think that's a really um, helpful thing for me. Some of our relationship you know there's in that for me when you, when you say that about knowing who you know if you have people in your life who um, whose relationship is is really important and kind of does something in terms of affirming like, oh yes, there's something really lovely about us, you know, yeah. um, how important that can be. Um, when you said about the, ima um, the images, you know, just thinking of the image and you can kind of go there. I was thinking then about our oh, imagery, you know, so whether it's, um, I, like you, I love the outdoors. For me, there's nothing like going to the sea and hearing the sound of the sea. And I just, you know, can sit there on the seafront and just kind of hear that and just kind of, it just soothes something. Um, and, you know, and I do go home and so at night sometimes before bed, I will say to the smart device in, in the bedroom, you know, play Sounds of the Ocean. Mm -hmm. And it will play the Sounds of the Ocean. And again, it just takes me into that space of, oh, so I don't have to be out there, but it just takes me there kind of mentally, emotionally. Um, walking through the woods again, you know, just... Going by myself, I find a very different experience to being walking my dog or being with my partner and the, and our dog. Um, but there's something about, I feel very held by walking through the woods. Um, it's like a, a space that's 
that's protective and really does something kind of to reassure me that soothes me um, and you know sometimes on the we've got a, a, a smart uh, TV at home so we will um, sometimes just put on like uh, a log fire you know on you on YouTube yeah log fire burning or um, I've put before like um, landscapes on there so you can get landscape going through Iceland for example like a drone going over Iceland or through Nor you know the fjords of Norway or the Greek islands you can get that and so for me there's something really really lovely about that too um, that can really help to to help me relax or to, to also stimulate me the other side of well-being isn't yeah, it you know about absolutely. just relaxing but also kind of stimulating interest and mm. curiosity in the world and adventure you know ideas of adventure and that kind of thing mm. and that makes me I think there is something about how you use so for me music mm. I might use music to um, relax to just uh, you know to, to feel just to drop everything down but I also use it depending on what the energy is what might be going on so there might be times when I want to release some really strong emotions so there is something about fear anger all of those and that might be when I really play it very loud on my own whether it's in a car or if I'm at home fortunate enough to have the house to myself just blare it out and really sing or scream and it can just sometimes take the edge off whatever the end the, the energy that's not comfortable um it doesn't fix everything but it just lowers it down a bit for me to be able to think right <laughs> what what do i need to do what what's the next thing to think about and i think that's the one of the tips i would give over this time of year is is how you can find space to maybe be able to relax in some way you not, might not completely relax but just enough to think about right what's what's going on what do i need to think about over this period of time um what can i do what can't i do but also there's something about i i wonder for this time of year um with services change you know that the, their times of operating are very different so for example what are the, the hospital services over this time what's your gp the pharmacy mm. If there's something about information for this time of year about how you might find out when these things are open when they're closed if you're not feeling well what are the numbers who are the people that you can contact um, and that that's available for not just you to see but the, the people that might be around you um, so that there's some comfort in knowing the hope is it I won't need them but I know what to do and where to go if I do need it so it's something about checking out with those different areas at the moment are you running a normal service if not, who do I contact? Where do I get my medication from? Have I got enough in advance? It's just planning ahead, really, isn't there it? Something about planning, yeah. Because that might take the edge off a bit of anxiety, knowing that services are likely to be reduced over Christmas. And I know for force, we're closing on the Friday, the 23rd of December at midday, and then we're reopening Tuesday, the 3rd of January at 9.30 in the morning. So, you know, that's when we're closed for over the Christmas period. But of course, um, our website's there. There's lots of resources on our website. Um, and there'll be lots of links on our, um, uh, resources on our website in terms of helplines and places that people can um, talk to somebody else mm -hmm. um, over the Christmas period. Um, yeah. And I think what I would take away from this is to say it's okay to think about what you need. And, and you know maybe encourage you to just sit with that and think about actually what what is it what what do I need what bits do I want to keep hold of and how much of it is about being with others that will help me 
to know that I'm doing it for them. Um, planning, I think there is something about planning, about your time, your resources, your, your energy levels. So you might already know that there's particular times of the day that you will need to take yourself away for a rest. And there's something about letting people know, I'll be there as much as I can, but don't be worried if I disappear for an hour. Have a lie down, sit in a chair, whatever it is you might need to do. Um, make sure you've got the, the information you need about this time of year. Um, but also it's okay if you don't do it this year. I think there's something about some giving ourselves permission to think actually it all feels a bit too much. This bit, I'm not going to be able to do this bit of it. Yeah. Um, and I know it's just for a period of time yeah. um, that you can do things differently or say no. I like that. And I think also even in terms of what we're talking about, which is about well-being really it's about how to keep yourself okay it's about not turning it into another project not turning it into another thing that you have to do and and, and you might succeed or fail in i just really encourage um being compassionate with yourself really uh, uh, this time of year is so much stress such a stressful year and there might be an awful lot going on in, in every individual's lives around cancer and treatment and supporting others um so just to come at it from a compassionate place, really, mm. if you can, um, just have a sense of how much you know everybody might be going through, mm. um, and like you say, just choose one or two things maybe that that you know might help. And literally, that's it. And you channel your energy into that, and 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 just very very you know finally the the bit that I pick up on you saying about you know other. Um, professionals you might talk to and just say actually I am struggling or this is yeah. difficult but the other bit that I've encouraged people to do is to use that sometimes as an, a practice run for what you might say mm. so if you want to say I can't do this or you talk through with them how you might do it and by saying it a couple of times with them might help you to be able to say it mm. to the people you might want to so if you're trying to say look I can't do this this year or I'd like practice it have a rerun with somebody before you actually say it to the person and quite often it's not as bad as we think it's going to be um, and we don't know that they might be feeling the same way their, their expectations might be that they don't think you're wanting to do so much and are ready in the wings to take over what it is you might want to hand out on oh, that's lovely great idea thank you Emma. no thank you Thanks for listening to the Force Cancer Charity Podcast. If you need support from Force, call us on 01392 406 151 or send an email to support at forcecancercharity.co.uk. You'll find more details on our website, forcecancercharity.co.uk.